Hello, church family. Uh, greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, watch this video. And uh, as elders, we've been thinking about how can we encourage and bless the church. And one of the ways that we know for sure that we can do that is, is when we study and uh, learn from God's word. So we decided to put out a video and maybe we'll do more uh, just to be an encouragement to you in this time that we can't meet together physically and we can't um, participate in that kind of fellowship. You know, as, as some of you are stuck at home and we're not able to do our midweek Bible studies, um, we thought it would be nice to be able to put, uh, put out some teaching for you, some things that we can listen to, things that we can participate in, uh, in opening up the Word of God so that we can be established in the truth. The truth is so vital to our daily lives that when Jesus prayed to the Father in John 17, he asked the Father to sanctify us in the truth. Uh, and, and that is that we would be set apart for God's purposes uh, by being in the truth. And then Jesus' prayer informs us that the truth is the word of God. He says, your word is truth. And isn't it a blessing that we can have the word of God uh, written for us and right at our fingertips so that we can read it and study it. Uh, we can commit it to memory. We can hide it in our hearts. Uh, the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Not only so we know where to step, but so that we can see up ahead uh, to where we're going. That is what I want to encourage you with today and that the word of God is true and that we can trust God with what he says. Uh, that being said, I want to look at a particular passage of Scripture today to remind us of just a couple of the multitudes of truths about our Heavenly Father. And if, if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to look with me at Psalm 46. Um, and this song written by the sons of Korah uh, about God. I want to read the whole psalm, but then focus on verses 1 through 3. So if you have your Bibles and you want to read with me, I'm going to read Psalm 46. To the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord, the God of Jacob, is our fortress. First, to hear that God is our refuge and our strength and our help in times of trouble suggests that we have times of trouble. 
and that we have need of refuge, and we have need of strength, and we have need of help during those times. We don't have to wonder if we will have times of trouble, and we shouldn't be surprised when we have times of trouble. Not only have we all experienced them, but it's exactly what Jesus said would happen. In John 16.33, Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Don't miss that. In the world we will have tribulation, but in Christ we have peace because he has overcome the world. As we think about the circumstances surrounding us at this time, we tend to be uh, consumed with the subject of coronavirus. But indeed, indeed, that's a big subject, but we have other hardships, uh, and we have to be careful not to lose sight of that. Uh, there are plenty of other troubles that will outlast the coronavirus. Cancer, war, poverty, uh, sin, death. There's uncertainty and there's fear um, that goes along with these things. But these things will outlast the coronavirus. And since we're certain of trouble in life, uh, we're also certain of a need for refuge and a need for strength uh, and a need for help. The question is, where will you find these things? Will you find them in yourself? Uh, will you find them in others? Will you find them in helpful books or even in being financially uh, stable? Um, will you find them in your health or in your spouse or in your boyfriend or your girlfriend? There's nothing you could put on that list of things uh, as a suggestion uh, that isn't temporary. There's nothing that will not disappoint. There's, there's nothing that will not fail to provide refuge and strength and help. The Bible tells us that those three things come from God. Not only that, but he is our refuge. He is our strength. He is a very present help in times of trouble. The question to you is, do you really believe that? You see, that's where our assurance and our certainty about things hinge. Will you believe that your, what your circumstances are seeming to indicate? Will you believe what your feelings are telling you about what's happening? Or will you believe what God has said? Christian, our feelings and our circumstances are not the standard for truth. Uh, the truth is what God has said it is. Don't let your feelings and your circumstances lie to you and, and try to convince you uh, that God is not in control uh, or that God is far off or uninvolved. God created everything. He created the heavens and the earth, and he put them in their place, and he sets boundaries for things. He holds all things together, and he sustains them. God is sovereign, and nothing that is happening is apart from God's knowledge or out of God's control. So what does the scripture say here in our passage about God? He is our refuge. A refuge is that thing that you run to uh, in times of trouble. If we lived in a place where there were tornadoes, we would have an underground tornado shelter. Uh, when the tornado comes, you don't wonder what to do. You don't go here and there uh, searching for and trying to figure out a different place of refuge uh, to avoid the destruction that's coming. 
No, you run as fast as you can, forsaking all other possible refuge options because there aren't any, and you go to the one place that is safe. You know that you'll be safe there. Now, here's a big difference between God and a storm shelter. Uh, in Tornado Alley, uh, you live in your house and you run to the shelter uh, in the time of trouble, in the tornado. But as Christians, we live in the shelter. We make our home there, in the refuge of our Savior. The more we know about him, the more we trust him as our refuge and strength, uh, the easier it will be to weather those troubles. These troubles and hardships don't make us weak. They show that we are weak, and therefore we must have a source of strength uh, from somewhere else. Again, apart from the Lord, you can make a list of everything that you think makes you strong, but it will always fail. We are only strong in Christ our Lord because he is our strength. And don't feel slighted by that. Be encouraged by it. Look at what the Apostle Paul said about being weak. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, Paul writes regarding this terrible thorn in the flesh. And he asked God three times to take this away. But he, the Lord, said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I, Paul, will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, it's then I am strong. Folks, Paul can be content here, not because God took away the hardship, not because the hardship wasn't real, but because he was resting on this truth about God. God is his strength. And he is his strength in the hardship. Again, your feelings and circumstances may try to tell you that God is not near. But what has God said here? He is a very present help in times of trouble. God is not far off. The scripture tells us here that not only is he present, but he is very present. The fact that God is present is strongly emphasized here. God is closer than anything, closer than anyone. How do we know that? Because he's in you. His spirit dwells within you. You can't get closer than being in something. 1 Corinthians 3.16, Paul says this about Christians. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Okay, the spirit dwells in us, but how does the spirit help in times of trouble? What is he doing? Is he taking the trouble away because that's what we want? No. He reminds you and teaches you what God has already said. John 14, 26. Jesus says here, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. 
what Jesus indicates here as that is of supreme value is to remember what God has said. It is what we need at all times, and especially in times of trouble. This is what he does through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. So we're not waiting for a good feeling. We're not waiting for better circumstances. We can know and live in the truth in spite of our feelings or our circumstances. We know and we live in the refuge of our God. And someone says, yeah, but what's happening now is really bad, right? Uh, well, the passage in, in Psalm 46, it gives us a measuring rod uh, for how bad things can get or how bad things can be. And it doesn't change the fact that these statements are true about God. The passage tells us these things are true about God, even if the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. What is the point? There are devastating circumstances. And these are devastating circumstances, meant to give us the picture of the most violent, uh, worst possible things. The things that would lead us to believe that death itself is only seconds away. We can know from these verses that, that there is no trouble uh, that is not covered by the truths about God in this passage. And what is the truth in these and other troubling times? God is our refuge. God is our strength. And God is a very present help in times of trouble. These verses are written to inform the thinking of God's people. We all understand trouble. Uh, we all experience trouble at different times and to varying degrees. But these words are intended to speak to us on that subject. So what does this passage teach us about our response uh, in troubling times? You know that God is your refuge and strength. You know he is a very present help in times of trouble. You believe that to be true even if the earth itself began to shake and crumble. And verse 2 says, therefore, we will not fear. Fear will come. And we should absolutely remind each other not to fear. Over and over, God's word tells us not to fear. But there's always a reason. There's always a reason why we shouldn't fear. And it's always the knowledge of the truth about God. We don't just stop fearing because someone says, stop fearing. Uh, our fear is only alleviated when the truth is set before us and brought to bear against all the lies of the world or our, our circumstances um, or our feelings. And what is that truth in Psalm 46? God is our refuge. God is our strength. And God is a very present help in times of trouble. Fear is normal, but if you find yourself in a state of prolonged and unrelieved fear, my friends, you have forgotten what God has said. Or worse, you're not believing what God has said about himself. How do we know what God has said? We read it in the Bible. How will I remember it in times of trouble? The Spirit of God in you will bring it to your remembrance. 
Brothers and sisters, if you're a Christian, might I remind you that the biggest and most devastating trouble in your life has already been taken care of? By repenting of your sin and putting your trust in Christ alone for salvation, your sins have been forgiven. There is no trouble greater than the fact that we are sinners in need of a Savior. You've taken eternal refuge in Christ. Death itself can come. And all that does is usher you into eternity with God. Usher you into eternal peace and rest with Christ Jesus our Lord. No more trouble. Psalm 62, 7 says, On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. And by God's grace, may you put your hope not in good circumstances, but in the sure and steady anchor of the truth, our mighty rock, our refuge, our fortress, Jesus Christ and his trustworthy word. Thank you again for taking the time to listen today and and may God bless you by the hearing of his word and may grace and peace be with you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.